Hi everyone, this is Bobby from the AI Lab and I'm here with Jesse from Effect AI who's going to tell us a bit more about what they do and uh, how they became uh, such a popular startup in the Netherlands when it comes to AI. Hi Jesse, welcome. Hi Bobby, thanks for having me. Um, so can you start with a short introduction of yourself? Yes, of course. Uh, so I'm, I'm Jesse, I'm um, 28 years old. Um, I'm uh, co-founder and CTO of Effect.ai. That's the uh, startup that we founded about one and a half years ago. I have a history in artificial intelligence, so I'm pretty fresh out of university. Um, it took me a while though, because I've been on and off working at startups and corporations in the tech industry during that time. Uh, but I did my bachelor and masters in artificial intelligence in Amsterdam. Um, and currently we're still, we have an office in Amsterdam as well with Effect.ai. So that's what we're, where we're located. Okay, and um, what, what exactly is Effect.ai? Uh, so Effect.ai is um, an AI-focused AI startup, of course. Um, so we're building services for companies in the artificial intelligence industry. Um, we have a strong focus on decentralization. So uh, one of the core technologies used in our products is blockchain. I think that's what makes us unique. Um, but in the front, like what we actually deliver as products, uh, it's basically as yeah, services in the artificial intelligence industry to, to companies. All right. Um, and how did you start uh, Effect.ai? Uh, did you know the, the other founders beforehand? How did the idea come? Um, so, yeah, we're about one and a half years old. Um, we had three founders and um, it started uh, even before that because I was working with one of the founders. He's called Lawrence. Uh, we were working uh, together at a, at a company uh, that was making digital products for large corporations. And we had a small side startup there. Uh, it was called Effect, and it was an evolutionary algorithm that was basically designing websites by itself. So it was creating a website and then measuring traffic to that website, making small modifications in the layout and in the styling of the site. And that way it was automatically improving that, that site. So it was a pretty cool AI-based startup that we had. Um, in the end, it, it didn't really work out, but we got a lot of experience and knowledge in how to like set up a company and, and build an algorithm. Um, so uh, we, we, we shelved that project, but uh, like one year later, we met uh, Chris, one of the other founders. Um, he was consulting at a company that we were both also working at. And yeah, he was, he was pretty um, hyped about AI as well. He thought the project was very interesting and we were just like brainstorming over beers on how we could develop that. Um, we were all really into blockchain and crypto, so there was also some common ground. And we spent many months just discussing and uh, yeah, figuring out how cool this space is and how we could build a product there. And as I have a strong history um, in AI, I knew some of the pain points around artificial intelligence. So for example, um, the accessibility of good trading data sets for building your algorithm. Uh, that's pretty hard to get by if you're a small company. And yeah, we, we, we used that as a starting point where we uh, figured out that um, blockchain could be a really powerful, uh, powerful element to, 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 make, to, to solve some of these pains. Um, so that's how we, we, we started with, uh, with Effect. We, we uh, wrote a white paper that described some of these products, how to use blockchain technology to, to, to make a powerful uh, instrument within AI that can help companies uh, implement and develop artificial intelligence. Okay, and uh, can you give an example of what kind of service you're building? Yeah, so um, 
at the moment we are uh, we have three products defined. Uh, these are also in three phases defined um, for effect. The first one is called Effect Force. Um, it's basically a, a, a data annotation platform uh, that companies can use to structure and annotate their uh, data sets that they can use for building AI algorithms or automating business processes. Oh, that's uh, actually should be very useful because uh, through our work from through the AI lab and organizing hackathons and stuff, uh, we've noticed that it's for some organizations that have a lot of data, it's very difficult to build a proper data set. <laughs> they mm. don't know how, they don't know uh, what exactly to include and how to do it and uh, it's one of the biggest problems and as they say, uh, an AI system is as good as its data, right? So. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And it's often one of the most important parts when you start building an algorithm, you need to have this high quality data. Yeah. Um, you need good data to create a good algorithm. You need large quantities of it. It has to be in the right format. And it's quite some effort to, to get all that together. So that's why small companies have always trouble creating certain specific types of algorithms. And what we do is we, we provide a human workforce. Um, so these are people around the world. Uh, at the moment, we have uh, people from 90 different countries. So there's a really diverse skill set and diverse background for all mm -hmm. the people in this platform. And if you have a data set, you can come to us and we will help you find the right workforce that will either create a data set or structure or annotate or enrich it. And you will be provided with, with yeah, a unique custom data set. And are um, these people freelancers? Um, they're not freelancers. It's, it's, it's related to freelancing. Um, it's called microtasking. It's basically a mo even more uh, yeah, free freelancing uh, type. So, so you can do these tasks anywhere. You get paid for the performing the task. It can be an, a labeling of an image, for example. So like uh, uh, Amazon Mechanical Turk. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the same concept as Amazon Mechanical Turk. So labeling uh, pictures in either being cats or dogs or humans or sunsets or beaches, that's, that's one. But uh, then are those people data scientists or just anyone who's interested in? Um, participating? So basically anyone who's interested in participating. Um, I think most people are, are like I said, they have diverse backgrounds. So some of them might be data scientists, but a lot of them are maybe bus drivers or yeah. um, clerks or, you know, it's, it's, it can be anything. Um, and in most cases, when you have simple tasks, anybody in the world can perform the annotation, like cats and dogs. These are, by now, algorithms are also pretty good at that. But for example, uh, having a picture of a, of a human face and detecting whether it's a selfie or not a selfie, mm. it's quite hard for an algorithm still. So then you would need humans and, and any human can basically see that. Yeah. Uh, and then you can use that data to structure an algorithm that can do that in the future. And how do you, how do you solve the problem of false labeling? Because uh, I've talked mm -hmm. with some companies that have used Amazon Mechanical Turk or some other similar services where they get a group of people to label big data sets and those people are paid per label, some ver something very small, and just so they will do it faster and get more money, they will just automatically copy paste labels without even looking at images or um, just randomly uh, labeling with, without paying too much attention. That's sometimes what I've heard happens. How do you solve this? Yeah, problem? that's true, it's a big problem. Uh, in, in any of these micro-tasking platforms, it's, it's a really big problem because um, you get paid for each task that you perform 
and yeah, you can easily cheat it or, or yeah. uh, create bad quality data and still get paid as much as you want. So th there are a lot of bad actors on these platforms and that results in bad data for the clients and it, it's, it's a problem. Um, how we solve it is um, we have several mechanisms for solving it. Um, and I think, yeah, it, it, it's, it's like an ongoing battle uh, because it's a bit of a cat and mouse where, where yeah. they will figure out new ways to cheat the system. But we have a really strong reputation system. So if you perform work, you will be checked by, we call them master validators. These are mm. uh, really well-performing, high, rep high uh, reputable people in the platform. And they basically check the work of workers. So, so there's a layered approach to it. Yeah, it's a layered approach. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, if, if your work, work gets uh, invalidated, you will lose reputation. Mm. Um, we're working on a staking mechanism where to perform tasks, you will have to stake some uh, tokens because our platform oh. is token based, but then you could lose this stake when you uh, yeah. do bad annotations. Um, so that's, that's, that's the core mechanism that will drive the quality. That's a good up. idea, actually. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Uh, and do you have already uh, traction with that service? So, yeah, so I think we've been building this out for about seven months. Um, we have a running a live platform, so mm -hmm. it can be used. We have about 2,000 people actively working in the platform. So these are workers, people annotating data. Um, and there is quite some traction. We're still working hard on getting more and larger companies to use that to annotate their data sets. Uh, yeah. We notice, I think we have a pretty cool vision and a really strong uh, AI-focused vision, we have a really strong community, but actually finding uh, companies and having a commercial success there. Um, we're making traction, but it's a bit harder than, than we thought initially. Uh, I think we have had about maybe 20 different clients on the platform. Okay. Uh, we have about 10 ongoing clients. Um, but and I assume they're global, they're not from the Netherlands necessarily. Some of them are from the Netherlands, but they're global, yeah. They're from like all over the world. Okay. Uh, it's, there is one of the unique points from our platform is that we don't have any borders. So we, because we use blockchain as a technology, we are able to include anybody in the world uh, for payouts. So that's a, that's a big plus when, when you have companies that need Mongolian-speaking mm -hmm. workers, then we can uh, okay. easily uh, serve those. And what blockchain technology do you use for that? Do you build your own or do, are you on Ethereum or...? No, so we, we're using public blockchains. We think we, uh, that's the best way to go if we've done extensive research on it. But um, at the moment, we're running on the NEO blockchain. Mm, okay. That's the current uh, yeah, base of the platform. We do uh, already, uh, we have announced that we're moving to a different blockchain, the EOS. Uh, mm. It's one of the top five blockchains yeah. right now uh, because it has some uh, technical uh, better uh, aspects yeah. there. Yeah, I, yeah, I've heard. Okay. Um, so you said that this is one of the services and focus uh, pillars that you have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we have we have two more products. The first one, uh, this is Effect Force, the microtasking mm -hmm. platform. Um, it's uh, the main focus right now because it's the first phase, and uh, yeah, we're we're building it out. The, the other two products are still more like in uh, alpha or prototype okay. phase. But I can quickly just describe what, the, uh, yes, what they're about. So the second one is the smart market. It's a, it's a marketplace for algorithms. Mm -hmm. And this is um, a place where if you're building an algorithm and you've, you've uh, bought structured data on effect force to train that algorithm and it's doing something useful and other people want to use it, um, you would like to probably would you would like to monetize and use it uh, maybe 
even rent it out to other companies or you would like to use it internally and connect it to other algorithms that you have running. And that's why we were developing the smart market. It's, it's a marketplace where people can easily search and discover algorithms. Uh, it includes a payment mechanism and it integrates really well with the, with the Force platform. So in effect, Force, there's actually humans performing annotations. So maybe an image comes in and a human will annotate whether it's a sunset or um, it, mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's an animal. Yeah. And um, out comes this label. But we, what we would like to do is extend this. So when there's an algorithm, you can basically swap it in. So you can use an algorithm that can do that annotation. Uh, but the interface and the payment mechanism will be the same for the users of the platform. So we're basically blending algorithms and human annotations in one marketplace. Okay. Um, that's the second phase. And the third phase, effect power, it's about the computational power uh, okay. of running an algorithm. And if you have an algorithm, you always need some GPU or CPU to run it on uh, so it can do its calculations and give you the output that it needs, or that you need, that it can perform. And in effect power, we, we allow an open marketplace for people that have excess uh, CPU or GPU cycles uh, available. They can rent it out to algorithms mm -hmm. and algorithms can pay for that to, to these yeah. providers of hardware. And it's all tokenized. It's all tokenized. So yeah. it's a bit of a closed circuit economy where yeah. algorithms are making money. Um, algorithms can pay for data annotations to humans where humans will perform annotations and they can use it to train. So they're basically earning their own uh, tokens, their own income. And they can spend that on renting CPU and GPU power to run themselves. So it's sort of an economy okay. where... Uh, so you're basically, if I can summarize it with some uh, examples, first step is something similar to Amazon Mechanical Turk. Second step is tokenized, maybe a bit more professionally focused stack overflow where people can uh, uh, sell snippets of code to other people, right? Yeah, snippets of code, but also just the raw output. So the, these, it's really algorithms. So, so they're selling and renting their algorithm. It must be running somewhere and it must, so you, you pay for an annotation basically. Uh -huh. The algorithm is actually running. It's not just the code, but, but more like the, uh, the performing of the task. Yeah. So, yeah. And the third one would be more of a cloud service similar to Amazon Web Services, if I understand properly? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay. And um, then why do you think Amazon won't be better in that and you people would choose Effect AI? Yeah, that's a good question. So the, um, in the services that we offer, we're of course competing with, with Amazon and we're competing with Mechanical Turk uh, because but these, these are really large centralized companies, corporations mm -hmm. that create these products and um, so what what makes us what sets us apart is that we're in the background we're using blockchain that for, yeah. for our end users that is not important but it gives us some really unique capabilities in, in what we can do uh, as a product and one thing that for example this this closed economy that I described uh, that's only possible when you have like an open system with open payments where these algorithms can sort of function on their own and and they can access these um, resources computational resources or human resources through the same blockchain technology. Mm -hmm. um, so, But do you actually develop artificial intelligence then? Because if I understand correctly, this is all a platform where people, other people develop AI and some people use it and etc. There's some additional faci facilitation in like the labeling 
uh, but is there actual machine learning involved in all this? No, there, there is not uh, necessarily. So, so we're really providing services for other companies that want to utilize AI or build AI or develop AI. Yeah. And we ourselves are more like providing the infrastructure and providing the payment mechanism and providing the uh, okay. just the protocols so they can use. So what you are actually building technology-wise is the blockchain platform. Yeah, okay. that's the that's like the technology uh, that we develop. It's underlying. It's like a protocol-based um, where other other companies can build on top of it. <clears throat> but we're also yeah, we're also developing, um, for example, the, the, the community around these things. So the, the more like a decentralized autonomous organization type of uh, structure where people can, can collaborate and participate over the world yeah. and everybody will be rewarded and in, 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 in incentivized to participate. Okay. And then if I can uh, ask, then what's the mission of Effect AI? How would you formulate that? Um, our mission is, is, <coughs> is that it, so... Um, like in, in one sentence, it is to, to build an open, democratic, and decentralized network for artificial intelligence. Okay. And that's really that really is the vision to have to have this really open, blockchain-based network where algorithms and people uh, can hook into and participate. And there must be some symbiosis there. So the human input in in AI must be measurable, and it must be. Uh, I think it will be. It will remain important even after the, the algorithms are so good that human annotations are no longer necessary. I think there will always be this human element where mm -hmm. humans will have to uh, figure out and, and will have to check how algorithms are performing. If, if like a self-driving car is, yeah. is making an accident and then there's like all these questions, who is responsible? Is it the developer? Is it, is it the, the pedestrian or like how does that work? I think it's, it's really important to have this human element in, in AI. So our vision is to have an, a protocol where it's really transparent and open to anyone uh, to collaborate and, and make use and develop AI. Okay. Um, so you're part of the US Delft validation program right now, right? Yeah, that's correct. Can yeah. you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, so um, this, is m this is purely focused on uh, our first product, Effect Force. Mm -hmm. um, what we noticed is, so we, we built a lot of technology around it already. It's, it's functioning, it's, it's working correctly, but um, one of the primary and, and most important uh, things that, that, uh, that the product needs is, of course, customers, paying customers, companies that need their data annotated. And we noticed that it's, um, it's a bit tricky to, to make a commercial success out of, out of a product with, like, the vision is big and the AI is big, but in the end, you need paying customers. and, and uh, you need it, it's it can be hard because you need to time it right you need to phrase it right you need to find the right type of customer and um yeah yes delft is helping us to to, to find and connect us with the right beachhead markers uh, we, we really need large corporations to annotate their data sets and large corporations are a little bit afraid on working with smaller companies especially when it's blockchain is involved and yeah. especially when it's about their data which they're really protective about uh, it can be hard to yeah get a foot in the door and, and get these large quantities of data through the platform. So uh, with Yes Delft, they're helping us making these connections. They're helping us phrase the product in a in a way that it's attractive for other companies to work with us. Mm -hmm. And that's been going really well. So um, yeah, we're, we're getting some traction there, and and I think um, it will be. Uh, pretty soon that, that we will be able to land some substantial customers that, that will actually fill up the platform and help us grow uh, the Effect Force platform. Okay. And uh, what, 
What do you think about the AI ecosystem in the Netherlands? Uh, so it, this involves startups like you, um, mm -hmm. ecosystem enablers like TU Delft, and the, all those corporates uh, as well that have trouble uh, trusting smaller companies and working with data sets. What, what would you say about the general ecosystem in the Netherlands? I think in the Netherlands, it's, I think it's pretty amazing how many um, AI meetups and, and gatherings and uh, how many conferences, AI-related conferences there are here. It's, it's really amazing. So we've been going to a lot of those uh, mm -hmm. smaller meetups. We've been speaking at some of them. We've been uh, also going to hackathons, but there are so many. Yeah. Every city has its own like AI yeah. uh, hub with AI startups connected and doing their own meetups. And, yeah, it's pretty amazing how, how much how much uh, there is to learn and to participate in here. I think it's uh, it's great. Also, a lot of the corporations are involved. So, like large companies are also participating in these startup type environments and sharing their knowledge and uh, yeah, collaborating and, and growing that out. So, yeah, I think it's 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 really good to have that. I think it it helps a lot. Uh, it helps startups a lot to grow and get the right connections. Um, what would you say about the amount of data scientists on the labor market? Mm, I'm not too familiar. So when I was in university, data science was, yeah, it, it's a it's a pretty hot topic. I think a lot of people are interested in it. Um, nowadays, it's it's quite accessible to go into it. I guess there's a lot of learning material out there online. Um, it's not. I mean, you don't really have to study artificial intelligence like in an academic. Uh, level to 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 be a data scientist. I think data scientist is, uh, yeah, it's it's more accessible now than than it was before. So I I don't have a lot of experience with the labor market and hiring data scientists. Uh, I would assume that it's yeah, it's a hot job. There must be a lot of demand, but also a lot of yeah. people uh, that are yeah that want to be a data scientist. So what are the biggest challenges uh, that Effect.ai is facing? So, uh, of course, there are, there are a lot of challenges here. Uh, well, so one of the things we're, we're actually doing is putting blockchain into practice, and, mm -hmm. and we've noticed that there is that that's not an easy thing. So actually using a blockchain and having high throughput and having it reliable and, and working well uh, and affordable, that's a technical challenge that we're facing. And yeah, that, that's also the reason, of course, why we migrated to a different blockchain. Um, other challenges are, of course, commercial challenges because companies, and like I just said, larger companies, they're a bit afraid of blockchain and they're a bit mm -hmm. afraid of, of, yeah, sharing their data with people around the world. So that concept is is hard to uh, to sell and get get companies excited about. Um, other than that, yeah, there there's of course challenges in being decentralized and having an open community. So one of the initiatives we have is called the Effect AI Ambassador Program, and we, because we have quite a substantial community, um, we have a program where they can participate and actually help out and uh, f help us out with, with finding clients, doing marketing, writing content, participating, like being a real team member of Effect.ai uh, while being somewhere in a different country. Oh, we, have about, we have over 45 ambassadors right now. Uh, they're really active. They're helping us out a lot. And they're, I think, a crucial part in building a decentralized company and a decentralized community. Yeah. Um, so there's yeah, there's plenty plenty of challenges, but uh, yeah. yeah. I know only a bit about 
blockchain through our blockchain community here. Uh, but as far as I know, Komodo is one of the more interesting blockchain communities, especially when it comes to decentralization. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, I am. Yeah, it's really cool. A really cool project. So yeah. Komodo, I think, is uh, we looked into that. We researched it. Um, we've met some of the people from Komodo as well. Uh, I think it's a great project. It's really, uh, yeah, um, I'm really positive about them. Okay, going back to AI, you said that you have uh, that you studied artificial intelligence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, what's your vision about the near future when it comes to AI? Uh, Technology-wise, society-wise, how is it going to uh, affect us in the next five years, let's say? So, if, yeah, effect, uh, 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 effect. Uh, AI is taking flight, really. So you see it, you see everybody notices and, and has ideas about how it will grow immensely in the, in the coming years. Um, we've seen that AI has become really, really good at detecting images and, and video and, and, and picture uh, recognition and processing. Um, I think AI will, yeah, it, it, will, it will make a big impact. I'm not sure in the next five years, I just assume that you know, we will get better phones, better wearables, there will be uh, like drone deliveries and, and these type of technologies, they're basically there. They will get more mature and they will, they will, you will see them more around you in the city. Cities will get smarter and look a bit more futuristic. Um, I don't think there will be any major, major breakthroughs in, in like having real intelligent uh, computers or real intelligence in, in, in like super smart uh, computers that are, have, have like um, general intelligent uh, capabilities. Not in the next five years. Maybe. I don't think that will be there in the next five years. When do you think it will be? I think it will require some type of breakthrough and it might be in the next five years or 10 years or 20 years. Uh, I think it will get there. I think more in 20 to 50 years than in five years, but it would require some sort of breakthrough. I imagine some, some new, uh, when deep learning neural networks came out, they, they were like a huge breakthrough or, I mean, they're quite old, but when, when, once they yeah. implemented these with convolutional layers and they got really deep and, and they got really good suddenly in, in uh, doing human-like image recognition and human-like video processing. Um, I think a breakthrough like, like having mo more of those technologies that are also related to other things than images um, yeah. will come out and they will connect and they, they will build up on, on top of each other and in the end you will have uh, a true breakthrough where, where computers show real intelligence. What do you think prevents us to have that sooner? Um, I think because com some parts of AI are just not that well developed as others. Like, like uh, yeah, natural language processing is, mm -hmm. is not there yet. It's, it's, it's quite a bit behind, for example, image processing and just connecting, the, connecting these technologies. So having a real understanding, I think, uh, a topic that's, that's not so very popular anymore, but uh, knowledge systems and, and mapping knowledge information, uh, conceptual information about what things are. Uh, I think that technology is quite old and there's, it, it needs some new, uh, it needs some new innovations before we will actually uh, get some significant uh, improvements in AI. So when you recognize, uh, when you see an image and there is a cup of coffee in the image, a computer can sort of detect a cup of coffee and it can see the, it will do corner detection and line detection and it will detect some colors and things around it and it will see that it's a cup of coffee. But 
what it means that it's a cup of coffee, mapping that knowledge mm -hmm. to different domains and having bigger the bigger domains of like the world around us, which is an mm -hmm. incredibly big domain. Um, I think, yeah, mapping knowledge to, 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 to these detections and uh, extending the domains of yeah. algorithms is something that's uh, so we just holding need time it back. And better computing power, probably. <laughs> probably, and, and smart researchers. Like, uh, yeah, AI is, is, is really something. I mean, when I started artificial intelligence at the university, it was, mm -hmm. uh, I think, before deep learning was even popular. It was, it was, we were doing support vector machines was the way to, to do algorithms. And uh, we had a small group of maybe 30 people there in, in the, uh, in, in, in my class uh, at the university, but like eight years later, it, 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 it grew to, to maybe uh, over 100 people there. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, I mean, it's growing so quickly, the academic space. Um, so I think these breakthroughs will come and we, there will be more researchers doing more and more smart things. And uh, yeah. We've actually spoken with some uh, university professors recently and uh, they say that the biggest problem is they don't have teachers, they don't have professors. Uh, there's a lot of interest from people mm -hmm. doing artificial intelligence programs, but there's just not enough uh, people willing to teach it uh, with good enough expertise mm -hmm. in the domain. Those that are really, really the best professionals, they work for, uh, for uh, companies in the industry. And uh, that's one of the biggest challenges right now. There's not enough experience to teach all the people interested in it. And, uh, but in the same time, online courses have been uh, emerging more and more and there have been a lot of work being done there. Uh, some of our study groups here are tackling the Fast AI course, online course, which is uh, free and it's very good. Um, then there's the School of AI. Have you heard of it? The School of AI? No, I haven't. It's a global initiative uh, started by Siraj Raval. Have you heard of him? He's a very popular YouTuber doing artificial intelligence um, tutorials and No, I've, I've missed it. Yeah. I will look it up. <laughs> yeah, so uh, he started this initiative last year called the School of AI and right now it spans to, I don't know how many cities in the world, maybe a few hundred. Cool. Um, so the initiative is to provide free AI education to everyone interested. And they are actually building courses and materials that could be used for free. And it's, it's very, very cool. I think they released two courses right now and they're working on a few more to release by the end of this year. That's great. Yeah, th these, these initiatives are very important. I know Stanford had this really, really popular course on, on AI mm -hmm. and deep learning. So that, yeah, it's, it's uh, machine learning, I think it was called. And yeah, these initiatives are really uh, good for people to, to learn. And, and even when you're not in university, you can mm -hmm. follow these courses and, and gain a lot of knowledge there. Yeah. yeah, and uh, you briefly touched uh, upon driverless cars and the ethics behind it. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think about the policies when it comes to artificial intelligence? Because technology is almost there, right? It's just a matter of policies and proper legal framework. Mm -hmm. Do you have an opinion on that? Yeah, I think it's one, it's going to be, a, uh, the more we see AI applied around us in the world, driverless cars is a really good example because they're there, but I think policies are still lacking and it's, it, it, it's, uh, it's definitely the, the, where we have to right now start thinking and discussing uh, how that will work. I don't think there is uh, enough attention on that 
at the moment. People are talking about it, but like the governments and the people that make uh, make the, the rules, they should also be really participating and thinking about how to tackle it. For me, like, um, yeah, I'm not sure exactly how the laws work right now around those things, but I think it will be very important that when somebody makes an algorithm that drives a car and is participating in the road and it can make an accident or it can commit a crime, it could, that, that the, the people that make these algorithms, they have some level of responsibility, of course. They, they're building safeguards into these, are these safeguards implemented well enough? Uh, but also because they trained an algorithm and it might have made mistakes, I think there has to be some human element in there. So mm -hmm. these, these algorithms will have to be checked by humans, by large quantities of humans, uh, maybe. So the company should be able to show that the training data that it used for teaching this car how to drive was based on these on these people, on this, on this data set, and these are safe driving people that, that are, uh, they know how to drive a car in this region of the world, and the car is behaving similar like those people. So it should be sort of, uh, you should be able to scale and measure the algorithm to, to humans or to, to some, yeah. some, some skill in society. I think that will be an important, important uh, Do you think Effect AI can help with that? I've, that's definitely where we want to help. We want to keep the human involved in training the AIs, mm -hmm. but also in validating the AIs after they've been trained and, and get this ethical, uh, yeah, also get the ethical aspect of, of how humans, what, what the human, humans think is correct and, and how do they think that algorithms should behave to get that as a, as a, like a quantitative measurement in the, in the AI uh, while it's running and while it's being trained. Okay, so how do you see effect.ai in five years from now? I've, I, in five years from now, I've definitely we're we're well on our way in, in creating these other products that we ha that we have on the roadmap. So we should have uh, it. It has to be, our products have to be com our commercial success. That that's how I see it in five years. So we 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 we're, we're f it sounds really visionary, but we're also a really practical company. So we really want to have. Uh, Effect force and effect smart market and effect power running and being used by customers uh, that are developing AI algorithms. So, on one, in five years, I, I, I think Effect.ai will be a commercial success. It will be like it will be creating revenue in in this economy of um, of, of AI on the blockchain that, that we created, and there should also be a lot of um, people participating. So. <clears throat> workers and people renting out their CPUs. So with this community effect and our decentralized aspect, the decentralized community should have, uh, should be actively participating in it. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to, to that as well. And uh, obviously the more successful AI startups there are, the more people will be involved, the more uh, interest it will generate. So it's in everyone's yeah, interest in general. Um, well, okay, and uh, do you have any final words about our, uh, well, about the AI that you're, uh, that you're involved in, the platform that you want to build and uh, the ecosystem, uh, something to, to tell about our listeners, maybe on how to start a company? Um, so, um, I think the, yeah, if, if you want to get started, in, in AI, and if you want, if you want, if you're interested in, in blockchain and AI, we discussed it uh, briefly here in the in this chat. Uh, it's it, the, the ecosystem is great in the Netherlands, and 
uh, yeah, go to meetups, participate, talk to people that are also interested in these things. And yeah, the, I think there's an incredible amount of knowledge and incredible amount of opportunity to learn and, and to start uh, building a company or building a product or just working with somebody else that's working on a really cool product. I think there's plenty of opportunity and space and it's a big dynamic, uh, really big dynamic uh, and environment where you can participate. Okay, and what if someone wants to uh, hear and follow more about what's, what you guys are doing? How can do they do that? Yeah, it would be awesome if you join our community. We have a Telegram channel that's the main active uh, place where, where we discuss things. You can find this uh, through our website, effect.ai. That's also the site. Uh, we have a newsletter. Uh, we publish blog posts on Medium. Um, so if you go to our website, you will find loads of channels where you can uh, join the community. All right. Well, uh, thank you, uh, Jesse, for being here and uh, for your opinion and insights. And uh, I'll see you around. Yeah, my pleasure. Okay. Thank you.